And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Welcome. My name is Heather Havenwood and welcome to Like a Boss Insights with influencers and badasses like you. And today I have some really kind of a badass guy in Newport Beach named Stephen Griffith. Stephen, are you there? I am, Heather. Hey, how are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm going to tell everybody who you are just in case they just don't know the fabulous Stephen Griffith. So Stephen Griffith is a nationally recognized expert, author, speaker, researcher, and performance expert. He is the author of the book, The Time Cleanse, and considered one of the leading authorities on the connection between time, productivity, and performance. So woo-woo! Yeah. one's really good at that, right, Stephen? Okay, so I'm gonna be. I really want to poke at you a little bit, right? So first of all, I want people to know that you're gonna be learning three things, three things that you can help you reclaim your time because we all have 24 hours in a day, right? That's right. All right. Okay. So one of the things I want to poke with you about, and I'm gonna ask you what those three things are, but I first want to talk to you about productivity and these things called phones. Do they help? or destroy our productivity. I love where you're starting at right now because that's actually one of the top three things. So the phone is amazing. It's an amazing thing. It's changed our businesses and it also has a dark side. The dark dark side. side. It's got a big, big dark side. And the dark side steals, hijacks, and contaminates our time. Mm -hmm. So Tip number one, I know you didn't ask me for my first tip, but I'm going to tell it to you right now. Go for it. Go for it. Time cleanse your phone. Time cleanse your phone. So is it like leave the phone away from the bed? No, 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 no. Listen, we need our phone. We got to keep our phone. Okay. But there's some things you can do with your phone to make it less charming. (laughs) Less charming. that's, That's less attentive to us. Less so, sexy. It's less sexy, right? That's right. We, we want it to be sexy enough, but not too sexy. Not too right? sexy, just like the right. women. Okay, so well, how can I cleanse my phone to make it less sexy? Okay, I'm going to give you a couple tips that All you right. can do right away. Number one, grayscale it. There's a feature on your phone to grayscale it. I just okay. did that last week. That awesome. is so weird. I did, awesome. and it does make a difference. Okay, so With that, I'm going to tell you one piece of research before I give you the rest. They did a piece of research that the average person 
touch, swipes, looks, feels the phone 2,600 times a day. I'm going to say that again, 2,600 times, okay? So here's what you could do. Grayscale, number one. Number two, mm-hmm. remove everything off the home screen. Wait, wait, wait. How do you remove? You mean like the picture? No, leave that there. But when you turn it on, for a lot of people, all their apps are coming up right away. Right, right. So you want to move that to a secondary screen. Nope, 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 nope. Wait, wait, wait. So you can move all that to the second a secondary screen? Yep. Okay, so what does that do? That just makes you touch it more. You're making us touch it more, Stephen. But touch it in the right way. <laughs> so if, he was, only, if only I'm sure my ex is listening. Going, if she had touched me 2,600 times a day, we probably wouldn't. <laughs> right? So here's okay. the thing. So here's the thing, and it brings in the concept from the t- from the time cleanse. It's right. called timeful. It's called timefulness, and that's incru- It's improving the quality, experience, and performance with your time. So here's a technique of that: by going to your phone and being present to what you want to use that phone for. Not what that phone wants to use you for. Remember, tech companies have one thing they want you to do. Go into the rabbit hole. Right. So that one moment of presence, you're making a decision. Oh, I'm going to Facebook. I'm going to Instagram. I'm going to check my email. Versus you just turn the phone on. All of a sudden, you see all your things and bings and notifications, and now you're gone. Right. That's, That's the first thing. That's so, true. Okay. So I, just also, sure I can actually cleanse out. My, cause you know, some people are watching the video here, but some people aren't. So I have a ton of apps on my home screen. So you're saying yep. to cleanse that of. out. Get rid of them. Okay. Yeah. Moving to the next page. Okay. Turn off your notifications. For a lot of you listening, you're cringing right now. You're going, Oh, what? 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 But also here's what that does. That's getting you back hundreds of hours, hundreds of hours a year. Cause mm-hmm. you're in control, not the technology. That's a good point. I mean, there was a, I was, where was I at the other day? It's a coffee house. Well, I go to the gym every day. So I'll say that yeah. one. So I go to the gym pretty much every day, once or twice, sometimes twice a day, actually normally twice a day. And I was laughing. This is me and like my laughing stage. So I have decided to stop listening to music while I'm working out. Right. It really bought Like it really affects my workout. Like, mm-hmm. but I look around and everyone's it plugged in, you know, everyone's plugged in. And it's me and usually about 50 hot guys and no one's talking to me. I'm like, hello, people, you know, but everyone's all like plugged in and like dialed in and whatever. No one's like looking around or hanging out. They're just literally in this state of like focused on whatever's in their ears. And what was so interesting was um, there was a commercial recently i don't know, i think i think it came on super bowl don't even remember but a commercial came on it was it's for audible okay audible.com mm-hmm. but that how they did the commercial was they were showing people talking like you know humans right. talking right. and right. they were saying don't talk learn listen learn to listen and pretty people <laughs> put in their earplugs and walking around by themselves listening. And I'm like, no, 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 we don't need more of that. We need the opposite of that. We don't need to be plugged in even more. You're right. right? You're right. It was interesting. There was like, they had a picture of one guy who's probably walking through New York city. Cause there's a ton of people in big buildings by New York city. And he's like, you know, by himself, listening, walking through the crowd of thousands of people. And I thought that's what we don't want anymore. But you're right. We need to, we need to engage Get time back for what matters most. And what matters most is engagement, creating positive memories. 
That's true. It's true. So how are we going to meet? Okay. What's this next step and how are we going to get millennials to drop the phone? Well, you know, I think we meet in the middle, right? Like, so we've got wisdom. Millennials have wisdom, but it's, it's, I don't it's think edgy. millennials have wisdom. <laughs> clear. <laughs> and if you're listening, you're millennial, you know, I feel that way. I, yeah. I love you. But like, I'm one, what I call one grade above. I'm not a boomer, but I'm like the in-between. Right, right, right. Well, the bottom line is we gotta, we've got to educate them to the benefits yeah. of connection. They're so disconnected. They grew up disconnected. The level of, of depression medication, anti-anxiety uh, medication of that, that uh, period of time of kids is off the chart. Really we is. just got to get them, put the phone down. Okay, so what's number two? Number two is evaluating the people, places, things, interactions, possessions, mm-hmm. mental thoughts. This is a time cleanse list. And identify everything you do and then ask this magic question. Mm-hmm. Is it contributing or contaminating to my happiness and success? It's a very simple question. It's the litmus test of everything that you're doing, being, and having right now in your life. So if it's the people in your life, are they contributing or contaminating? Is it the two hours on Facebook? Is it contributing or contaminating? And then be brutal with yourself. Remove the things that are contaminating you. Reclaim your time and reinvest it for what matters most. So what does matter most? Okay, so I hear the cliche of invest in what matters most, but what would you say that is? Well, for me, it's connection, connecting with people, having experiences, creating memories yeah. around the values that I have. So it's different for you. What, what, may, what may matter most to you may be different for me. But he, I have a little little question for that, for you and your, your listeners. To me, what matters most is being relevant. Are you making a difference for yourself and the collective? We're social beings. When something great happens for you, what do you do? What do you do? Well... I share it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. You share it. You share I do it. share on Facebook or Instagram. It's right, because there's it. too much in you to contain it. You right. want to share it. That's what we're designed to do. So if you ask me what matters most, it's being relevant, and that's a shared experience, whatever that is, but it's connecting to your gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. You have a gift, and you have lots of talents, and you're demonstrating it right now. You're interviewing me. We're sharing that. We are sharing that. So, okay, if someone's listening going, okay, so how is this relevant for me to make money? Well, time invested in the right place makes money. Okay, well, I'm going to push back on that for a second. Push back. So as far as time time focus on the right thing, I I get that. But a lot of people will say, well, me meeting people one-on-one doesn't really make me money. It just, it depends. Right, go ahead. I mean, it does depend, right? It depends on the market and the business. So like I go to co-working space all the time. I'm not there today. I'm in my studio with you, but I do go to the co-working space and I do go there because I get connected, talk to like random strangers and stuff like that. But I mean, really, if I'm, if I'm cleansing my phone, what am I focused on? Well, in business. Yeah, choked up. Let me, let me drink. Hold okay, on. go ahead. <laughs> I'm choking you up, Steven. I'm choking you, you up. Are cho- you are... <clears throat> You are definitely choking me up. Okay. So the real thing here is understanding what I call your return on time activities, your high return on time activities. Yeah. You have to understand if being on your phone makes you money, great. If being one-on-one makes you money, great. But it's getting time back and knowing where to invest it. And it's different for everyone. Yeah. 
which you have to identify maybe on Instagram posting to your audience is a high return on time activity, but you have to have time for it. And most people are operating, believing they don't have enough time, complete illusion. There's plenty of time. They act like this. Have you heard or has anyone ever said this in your life? If time allows, if my schedule allows. I don't say that a lot. So I don't, I think, I guess I've heard that from other people. I hear, I hear it. I've interviewed thousands of people. And just by saying that is saying, I'm not in charge of my life. Something outside is you are time. I am time. By our yes and yeses and nos. That's the fact. Yeah, I think so I, I agree with you. I'm a little I think for myself, I'm a very different I, I live by my calendar and I control my calendar. I control yeah. my time and I protect my time. I get very irritated. Like today I had somebody no show on an, an interview and it's very annoying to me. So um I think that I'm so time is my love language as well in life. You know, awesome. so um, to me, I'm speaking my language. My time. Speaking yeah, my it's like language. I control my time. So if, if someone disrupts my time or they just want to take my time or they just want to hang out with me, I'm really weird that way. I have people reach out to me and go, let's go have coffee. And in my world, I'm like, that means I have to get up. I have to get dressed up and drive somewhere for at least 20, 30 minutes. I got to park somewhere. I got to get there. I got to stay there. I'm like, why can't we just have a phone call? You know what I mean? Heather, Heather I want to I share something with you. You're going to love this. In the book, in the time cleanse, I identify two time types. You want to know it? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Number one, time type number one, time watchdog. You are a watchdog. I am. You value time. Time is important. You schedule things. Then second time type, which you don't like, the time lounger. Uh. The, The time lounger is usually late. They're stuck in the moment. They value now versus the schedule. Yeah, and- there's a, so that's, a, I'm not going to be dissing on millennials, but I'm going to say that for a second. There's a lot of that. They're like in the moment. We'll just, work, you know, hang out in the moment or let, like I, I live by, I live in South by Southwest, right? Which is this huge, massive thing. Thousands of people come right. over. And there's all these parties. I mean, there's a crap load of parties. And a couple of years I would go to the parties. And you know what? I can honestly say after all the years I went for the parties, I didn't get one business deal out of it. I don't think I even have a friend from that. I hung out with a bunch of people, you know, oh, I hung out with a bunch of other techers. What's up? You know, but that's the millennials. They like to hang out. But I'm like, what are you doing exactly? Are you yeah. doing business together? Or are you actually talking to each other? They're not. They're just like hanging out in groups, but they're not actually communicating. Right. Which and so they're not, that's my point. They're not using time in an effective way. Right. It's an so a waste of time. I would have rather just like gone through, taken all their business cards and go, I'll call you. You know what I mean? I'll call each of right. you and FaceTime you and PM you and DM you until you answer. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's true. Right. So, okay. So what's number three? So three is a combination. And what I love about talking with you, you speak my language. You're a watchdog. <laughs> you're focused on time. But it's being 100% responsible for your time, knowing it comes from you and protecting it. That's actually how you get your, you, by protecting time, you actually get time back because it's not being wasted. But the second part of that is you have to calendar everything. My rule is this. If it's not on the calendar, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I'm not going to share my calendar, but I live by my calendar to mm-hmm. a point. And, and I mean everything, dates, right? Yeah. 
meetings. Yeah. If it's not yeah. on my calendar, it doesn't exist. I literally what I call live by the calendar. Right. Um, I'm surprised that people don't. It's very frustrating when people don't for me because I live on my calendar. But it, mm-hmm. it went against me recently. I was in a lawsuit. <laughs> asked for my calendar for years <laughs> and they saw that I documented everything. Right. I think my lawyer is like, it actually was in your favor, but I had to print out three years and people are like, Oh, well, that's a big deal. I'm like, if you saw my calendar on one day, you know what I mean? So I was like, here's this lawyer. Everything I've ever done in three years, including date night, you know? So yeah, whatever. That's what they wanted. I gave it to him. Right. So yeah. So, but I get it. Why, why do you do that? What, when did you start doing that? So about five years ago when I got, I mean, I've, been doing that a long time, but five years ago when I was working with my clients and organizations, the biggest issue was they didn't have enough time. And that's when I started working and developing and researching and created the time cleanse. And I got really clear with all the distractions today, with all the things that are distracting us in the stimulation, you've got to have a central location that's your GPS. That's your calendar. Mm-hmm. And the more you start looking at that calendar as your GPS, the more you're going to get results and the faster and the more you'll compress time to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well, I, you're kind of talking to someone who's already doing that. I literally live by my calendar. I mean, I wake up like, when do I eat? When do I, what do I do? When do I go to the gym? I mean, it's like all structured out. And I think like for, I'll just take the gym, for example, it's, it's in my calendar as a date. It's a it date should be. time. So people are like, are you available at this time? And I'm like, no, they don't know what's there, but it's like, that's a date. That's a meeting. So, so, so Heather, this is the great point. One of the things that I teach people is how to say no. Th- this is, this, I have no problem this, with that. You know, I guess I'm not going to be. Well, I know clients. you don't, but, you're, <laughs> but most people, clearly you don't, but most people don't know how to say no. Right. And don't. what happens is they're giving their time away. Mm-hmm. You've got to say yes and no to what your values and what you need to do. It's not to just be completely selfish, but. People are just giving their time away everywhere. And at the end of the day, they're exhausted and they're on autopilot and they're hypnotized by their technology directing them what to do. So I'll, I will, I will, I'm curious what you think of this. I'm going to throw something out and I'm going to want you to coach the process, right? So um, I'm recently single. So um, it's really a frustrating, I have to say. So, you know, someone's had me go on one of these apps and right. then what, my experience of men are just like, let's just go hang out. Like maybe for a drink, let's just hang out. I'm like, no, like I got time, you know, to me, that's, that's a hard part of dating. Right. Cause I'm like, okay, that's 15 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean, so it's like, boom, 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 boom. So that's definitely a challenge when you're trying to date. Right. Cause, and I've realized that a lot of men are just kind of this like hanging out. Let's just go they're lazy heather they're lazy yeah they're they're lazy lazy. i'm like ah 30 minutes max (laughs) let's go (laughs) so my my philosophy on dating is is very simple the first date is like 20 to 30 minutes and it's 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 a meet and greet it's not two hours you set up the you set up the expectation i'm gonna meet you and and people here direct communication is a lost art direct communication is kind and it saves time. Mm-hmm. It's kind and it's safe. We're going to meet. It's going to be 20 minutes or 30 minutes. If we decide we want to, you know, do it again. Awesome. But that's it. Don't get caught in two and three hour. And I know you wouldn't, but it's just like, forget it. No. Yeah. I went on a date. 
it's a couple of months ago and within like three seconds this is it was like a definite no but i already got a cocktail so i was like okay look i got a cocktail this ain't gonna work go ahead and just tell me your like life story but like as soon as this baby's done i'm out he's like all right (laughs) so he's like blah 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 i'm like "Ah, nice story bye you know but It, you know, it's kind of funny actually, because he's just, it was, it was like a definite no. Right. But right. yeah, I, I'm just one of those big sticklers around time, but it is interesting around phones nowadays. Um, I'll just share another story and tell me what you think of this. I'm sure you have studies around this. I'm curious what you think of this. I do go to a, a coffee house here. I live in Austin downtown mm-hmm. and there's one right. coffee house that's South of the university of Texas campus. And mm-hmm. it is packed all the time because it's 24 7 it's 24 hours so it is packed all the time with people studying right and um we're supposedly studying right it's packed so i go there a lot at night i do go there a lot at night because everyone's just sitting there like studying right but i realize a a lot of people are young i'm like the oldest one in there if you want to call that but i'm noticing a lot of people like they have a hard time interacting with each other and communicating with each other and you know they're definitely not even millennials because they're all like 19 20 21 at, at this stage i don't know what Yep. That is. But what are you seeing? And can you share yep. data or research? So let, let, let me first explain what's happening so you know from a brain perspective. Yeah. I love the way you th- love the way you think. So here's the deal. When you're on your on te- when you're on your technology, you're on the left side of your brain. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're texting, emailing, and you're focused. So you're self-referencing yourself, not another human being. Now, all of a sudden someone comes up. You've got to shift over to the right side of your brain that's shut off. Mm-hmm. It's not practicing and people get awkward. It's like a muscle they're not using. So when you're on technology, left brain, referencing yourself, you don't have to worry about the world. All of a sudden, a human being shows up and the side of your brain that's related and connected to human communication and relatedness is atrophied. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. That's true. People don't even, I mean, just common conversations, people just can't do it. Right. right. And what's happening, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, is they just keep going back into technologies. There's, there's a, an old quote from a, a, a woman that's a researcher, I forgot her name, but this is what, what she said. She said, we used to use technology to share our feelings. Now we use technology to create them. And that is how we're disconnecting. And so what I do, I constantly, you asked me before, there's times where I leave my phone behind and I will engage people on a day-to-day basis for my own mental health and the planets. We got to keep talking. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying into it. I'm not checking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging. I mean, I live in Austin and it's a tech city. It's like a mini San yep. Francisco and yep. it's definitely... Uh, challenging to connect with people, you know, um, it's definitely challenging to have a, a social life. All sure. that's really freaking challenging. So what's the question you just said? If it, if it feeds this, then that, can you say it again for our listeners? Um, which one around the contaminating or contributing? Yes, Is that the, that yeah. So the, the magic question, it, it's like my Marie Kondo's question, you're familiar with her. So mm-hmm. she says, does this bring you joy? My question is this, does this contribute or contaminate to my happiness and success? And we know, it, 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 but we're not stopping to actually evaluate. We're on such autopilot mm-hmm. that we're not going, okay, wow, is this still working for me? 
Should I still be doing this? Yeah. And time is passing people by. And that's what the time cleanse is getting people to do is stop, be aware, and then make mm-hmm. assessments. Is a contributor contaminant and make those adjustments? Because here's the thing. We're not getting time back. Once, once it's gone, it's gone. So are your clients millennials under 30 at all? Some of them are. Some, some of them are. Majority or less? Are I would you say it's the minority because here's the other thing. Um, kind of over 30, people start paying attention to time more. Yeah. When you get into 40, people are really, when you do 50, I do a quick exercise. I take 78, average life expectancy, minus your age, then times 0.6 to subtract out sleep, and that will give you the average amount of time left. And if you're over 40, that's a holy shit number. Okay, here we go. I'm over 40. So what's the calculation? I'm busting out my 78. 78. Minus your age. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Times 0.6. All right. I got a number. That's the amount of the life. That's the amount of life awake left on the average. You could be more or less. That's awake time. 21 years. It gets you in perspective. And Heather, I want to say this because I want, I want this. I want you to hear this for everyone. Time is for one thing. It's to create memories that matter that are your legacy. You know, all this productivity, my book is packed with productivity, rescuing time, changing relationships. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it comes down to having memories that matter, that we made a difference, that we connected to, that become our legacy, that we left this place a better place, and that we were relevant. We have a whole world of being seen. I'm seeing, I'm being seen. Are you making a difference with your time? Mm. So that, that's my, that's the heart message of the book. And I wanted to share that with you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. I mean, the question is, are you being you know, relevant or are you changing someone's life? I think that's a challenging piece. But to go back to a point you said earlier, people aren't thinking for themselves anymore. You're, you're right. They're not thinking for themselves. And um, society... My, this is my little soapbox, but society does not uh, encourage them to think for themselves. I mean, look at our political climate right now. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to go on left or right, but right. it doesn't matter. They're at war. You know, there's literally a war going on, right? And then people pick sides and yeah. then there's fighting or whatever. But either side you pick, whatever side or sides, it's a couple sides that you pick, you're not thinking for yourself. Really, you're listening to talking points. You're listening to somebody else. And this is how it works. You know, on both sides, they have a main group that creates talking points for the day. They press send and it goes out to particular talking heads. And if you notice, if you watch, if you actually study the different newscasting, if it's the left hand, like democratic, they all have the same talking points. If it's the right hands, they all have the same talking points. How do they do They all Are they all on the same wavelength in their brain? No. They're literally get an email to say, this is what you say. And then it pushes out. So there isn't really a true opinion. You're right. Of either side. I'm I'm going to give you a a technical term. That's a science term to what you just said. I talk about it in the book. It's called learned helplessness. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. This is hot. Tell me more about that. That is like so interesting. Learned helplessness. Helplessness. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down the garden path very. Let's quick. go down that so, rabbit hole. Okay, 
your device, my device every day is taking choices away from us. Now check this out. It's suggesting this is the newsfeed you should watch. This is the restaurant you should, it's suggesting. It's not giving you all the choices. So it's already doing this. Here are the five things I'm going to give you. Now pick. So that's the first thing. It's hypnotizing us to be lazy. So choices, there's a whole section of the book that called, it's called the power broker and it's choice. So here's what happens all day long. Go left on your GPS, go right. Phone's telling you what to do. Oh, I'm hungry. Phone's telling you what to do. So we start becoming hypnotized by not becoming conscious with our choices. Now here's one more thing that's going to blow your mind. No one's written about this. I've never seen it. So a woman named Amy Cuddy, okay, she wrote the book called Presence. And, and you might have heard about her. Uh, she has this thing called Power Pose. But her whole research at Harvard is about body posture, okay? They did a piece of research with, they took, I think it was 100 people. They had them do work on a, a big screen, a tablet, and a phone, okay? The, the, the purpose of the exercise, the, the research, was to see assertiveness, Okay, so they did, the, they did the work, and then the examiner left the room, okay? All they wanted to do is see who got up first in these groups, okay? The bigger screen, more assertive. The smaller screen, less assertive. The people on their iPhones sat in the room three times longer. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm think like about this. Shocked. Think about this. Now we have learned helplessness. We're not freely choosing. Now we're on devices that change our posture to be less assertive, which leads us to become passive and be manipulated with our time, with our time. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we got to wake up to because otherwise it's going to get much worse. We can change it right now. And that's what the time cleanse is about is getting people conscious. Start choosing what you want, what you want. Mm -hmm. There's a book called Outwitting the Devil. I'm not sure if you heard it or not. Yeah. It's from Napoleon Hill. So I, I put an excerpt in my book. And so the devil says this, the reason I can take control of people is because 99 out of 100 don't think for themselves. So I get them to start thinking what I want them to do. Think about our culture today, Heather. The devil is our technology. It can oh, be. Yeah. I mean, I just had this conversation with someone this morning about how the fact that we, especially, I'm going to go down the women's side for just a second, Sure. but women specifically are not taught to think for themselves. Yeah. We're not taught that. I mean, I'm, yeah. we're not. And I, people look, people are going to mad at me. We're not taught to think for ourselves. I we are taught to you. react to men, to react to things, to react to follow, to, 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 react follow. to this. We're not taught to lead and say, this is what we're doing. What they, what women do is this is what we're doing. Do y'all agree? Do you agree? Do you agree? Do you agree? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Do you think that? You know, there's a person I know, and I don't want to say her name, and she's super sweet, but she's, she's got a group that's here in Austin. And it's a female entrepreneur group, and she's awesome. However, I've noticed in her language, in her emails and stuff like that, it's a very like, this is what we're doing. What do you think? You know, it's a very like that. 
Um, yeah. Or she'll say, I'm doing this. What do you think? It's, it's permission-based, permission-based, permission-based from the group, from the group, from the group. It's basically group cultism. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of creating this old, this create, this cultism. And I right. myself have, if, and what do you think about cultism? I think that we have a huge cult today. I mean, it's technology really, but what do yeah. you think of um, cults in general, like from the, the psychology around it? Well, we're, we're getting cult-like behavior. So like cult-like behavior, if we just simply look at one of the main premises is you're not choosing for yourself. Yeah, you're not. You're no longer, you're no longer choosing. And so this is the, the whole thing we've been talking about, Heather, is about back to the phones. And so stopping, connecting what's self going, is this what I want? Is this what I'm choosing? Or am I yeah. being manipulated by my friends, my family, technology? It's not just technology. It's everything. Mm-hmm. But we've got to stop. It's a weird question because if someone says and goes, you know, is this what I want? Where they go is, well, be, you know, well, is this be good for the family, or is this what my husband wants, or wife wants, or what my kids want, or my kids are first, or you know, whatever, or that's not going to. My parents don't want that. I know for myself, good example. I did this. I want to be a lawyer. I was adamant on being a lawyer. I'd be a really good lawyer. So, and uh, what I did is I made the mistake is I told my father, I'm going to be a lawyer. And then he spent the next three hours after dinner that night telling me why I was stupid for thinking I should be a lawyer. So what do you think I did? You think I went to law school? No, because <laughs> I wanted to have my parents' approval, my father's approval. Instead, sure. it was just like, you're an idiot. So what do you get? Right. I got to go out right. there and so, go, you know? So a lot of this precondition is determining where we're putting our time. So right. you've got to stop and check in and go, what do I want? To do that, you have to reflect on yourself, where you're at, and really look inside of what matters most. And that's, that's, that's my mission, is to get people to stop, go, what's important to me? Okay, all this stuff, this contaminant, get rid of it. Let me focus my time over here. And then teaching people how to then perform with their time. It's so they can make those memories. Mm-hmm. I just keep saying memories. At the end of the day, on our deathbed, we are you are you and I are not going to be going. Gosh, I wish I could have had that other pair of Prada, or could I have had a yellow Ferrari? It's, it's not happening. No. So let's connect to what matters most now and create yeah. a legacy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. That's interesting. So where can people find you? And uh, I think you have a free gift. Yeah. So uh, for your listeners. Uh, if you go to uh, stephengriffith.com forward slash like a boss, because that's you, not like a boss, you are a boss. Um, I, have a, I have a free um, time performance uh, toolkit report, improving tactics and, and strategies to get back time and perform. And then also um, the book's out. Uh, if you order the book, I give you a free masterclass, uh, eight-part video series for your listeners to take them step-by-step with me, guiding them all along the time plans to get their time back, get what they want. Do you have any apps or things like that that you suggest or don't suggest? Oh man, there's so many good apps. Rescue Time is a great one. There's um, a couple trackers for time. One of the best things you can do for apps is just get a good timer app. You know, What's, so, so, so I want you to suggest a good timer app and then about notifications. Let's go down those two routes. Okay. Notifications. First of all, notifications, shut them off. All of them. If you do take one thing away from today, shut them off. Okay. Just shut them off. Don't cause you're going to start training, 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 training your brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you for timers, 
the, the, the best thing, the simplest, if you have an iPhone, just use your timer on your iPhone. Time yourself. That's the biggest thing you can do. I'm going to spend time with my friend. Here's my timer. I have a client call. Preset the timer and let them know, man, I'm glad I'm going to talk to you. I've got 15 minutes. Let's get to it. If we need more time later. But timing what you do for watchdogs, it's even better. And for loungers, it can be a lifesaver. Yeah, a lot, you know, a lot of loungers, I know they're going to say, I want my freedom to chill, you know. Um, I could never, by the way, I can never date someone like that. <laughs> well, so, so here's the thing that you're going to, you can take and use. Here's the thing. Structure creates spontaneity. No structure creates chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what they live in. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's yeah, no, I, that's why I live on my calendar. It's very true. So say that again. Structure. Structure allows spontaneity. Mm-hmm. No structure creates chaos. That's so true. I mean, it's just people going to be like, "What?" Structure does create spontaneity. That's and right. When I didn't live on my calendar, it was chaos. I felt very untethered. You know what I mean? Like just kind of like. Yep. Ah. Yep. But when I live by the calendar, there is a freedom to it. You know, there's a huge freedom to know this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm getting at. This is what I'm creating. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm structured. I control my calendar. You know, no, I'm not available. And that, that's something with the no piece is like, what do you teach people around the no piece? So I teach them, first of all, to have go-to no's ready to go, especially women. My mom raised me, single mom, never had time. It's one of the big motivations to help single moms and women get their time. I watched my mom have no time for herself. I watched it and it was painful. So to say no, practice it. And I'm this technique of recording yourself, practicing, saying no, listening to yourself. So one of the techniques that I do that I love sharing is this: someone asked me to go to dinner. Somebody asked me to do something at night. I say this, you know, man, I really appreciate you asking me and I love your company. I have a predetermined agreement with myself that I go to bed early and wake up and train in the morning. So I'm not going to go to dinner with you. And people go, oh, okay. Pre, a, predetermined agreement with myself. Predetermined agreement with myself. Oh, I love that. So it has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with them. And so I, I, don't, I don't go out because I get up early to go to the gym. Now, if I want to see them on the weekend or I go, you know, but I could see you on you know, Saturday afternoon. So you're, yeah, you're a little nicer. <laughs> I just say I'm unavailable. Yeah. And, so whatever, whatever your style is. Yeah. It? Like that's me. Right. But I think that I'm going to say this for the women, not you, but I think women, we are trained. I, I had to get over this myself. We're trained. If someone asks us to do something like that and we can't or whatever, we give an excuse like, Oh, I can't. I'm actually, and they say like, whatever's there. You know, but the problem with that is it opens up the door because someone can be like, what, you're choosing that over me or, you yeah, know, you whatever. Should ne- you, should never, you should never have to defend your no. Right, right. So that's why I now choose, because I've had to go through this myself recently. I've noticed that I, ex- I explain my no or explain yeah. instead of no, unavailable. Can we create another time? Period. And it, it's interesting because the moment, the more I'm saying like I use the word no in text people like people like are literally viscerally responding to that. Heather, people are not used to direct communication. I'm no, unavailable. no, unavailable. No, unavailable. No, unavailable. 
kind. I mean, you know, direct is kind. Direct is kind. It is. It really is. Because what happens is like, let's say I schedule that time to work on a project, right? Or a writing project. And if I say, no, I'm not available because I have to work on a project. What happens is they're like, well, I'm more important than that writing project. Or I'm more, you know, they, they compare that this thing is, oh, you, or there's is it a social event. Oh, you don't have to do that. You can do it tomorrow. You know, they bargain with you. Exactly. And so, so Heather, if it's just, I'm unavailable, yeah. period. So, so you got me so excited about this part. I want to share this last statement on this. Okay. Your no to them is a yes to you. Simple as that. Simple as that. So true. Now I get it. I'm with you. Okay, where can they find your book and your uh, masterclass? It's at stephengriffith.com forward slash like a boss. And they can order order on Amazon as well. But yeah, like a boss so they can connect through you. And the name of the book is Time to Cleanse. The, the Time Cleanse. The Time, the time Cleanse. The Time, the time cleanse. cleanse. The Time Cleanse. So uh, step one, make sure you clean off your um, apps which on, this, on your home screen, which yeah. I'm going to be doing, yeah. and a grayscale. Do that yeah. as well and start yeah. timing yourself. And yeah. Remove toxic people. That's right. Anything that's contributing or contaminating, identify it, get rid of it, and be 100% responsible for your time. And that goes down to saying yes and no mm. to you know, what's important to you. Mm. I love it. That's so true. Awesome. Right, thank you so much, Stephen Griffith, for being here. You can go to stephengriffith.com forward slash like a boss to get the videos as well as his book and his masterclass. All right, everyone, this is Heather Hamelin. Check us out on Spotify, Our Heart, um, Google Play, iTunes, Roku, TuneIn, a bunch <laughs> of other places as well. Heather Hamelin, like a boss. Until next time, rise to the top. Thank you, Heather. You're welcome. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.